Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with Tax I, and where was that when I said that? D, 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 D. Kind of was a leap. Try to just urge you not to throw up in your mouth. Okay. Show some R E S P I C T. Jeez, oh man. Chaos. Ugliness. And hilarity. How dare you? Armstrong and Getty. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. They've really done a flim-flam on everybody. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Ah, uh, CCDR. It is a uh, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. If I, uh, if my calendar is correct, it is a Friday morning, and today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Everybody's guesses. Who was it? Who wrote the infamous anonymous memo? People are still guessing. Editorial, etc. Yeah, I heard the best guess yet, the one that oh, convinced yeah? me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of sold that. on one idea. I kind of given up on the guessing game, but yeah, if you've heard one that you think rings true that's exciting um how y'all doing you excited huh weekend come on are you serious ready to party three beers in man am i gonna party that sounds like a good plan (laughs) (laughs) actually my uh, kid's school has movie night and they put up a great big projector out on the uh 
play uh, the, the, the field by the school and everybody shows up and watches. Oh, that's wonderful. That's cool. charming. It's, you know, it's a traditional American. You know what they ought to do? Show deliverance. <laughs> in, in honor of in honor of Burt Reynolds. The great Burt Reynolds. That's yeah. right. Wouldn't that be well, wonderful? Well, I think should have been your general manager because I'm a big Burt Reynolds fan. Oh, I realize, yeah, you know what? I realize not everybody is. I have erred. I realize for a lot of people, Burt Reynolds is mockable, but I really liked Burt Reynolds. I thought he was the co- When I was a kid, I thought he was the freaking coolest. And so did most women on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the biggest box office star on Earth. Did you see the picture? Did you see the picture I tweeted after I heard that he died? I don't think so. Um... It was him because he he was a football player at Florida State, mm-hmm. and then he went back there regularly because he went to home games all the time. He was a big Florida State dude. So after he was the number one six sex symbol in the world, the number one box office draw in the world, when he'd go back for games, it was a big deal. But anyway, he's got a picture of him walking down the street in Tallahassee with all these hot college girls around him. It's and it said nobody will ever be as cool as Burt Reynolds in Tallahassee right then. Wow! <laughs> and, and it looks like wow. that's a guy who's got it going on. That may have been the apex of cool in very, history. Very few people have ever had it going on like he had it going on right then. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, let's introduce everybody on the squad, which you includes know, my, uh, my brother's wife was a Seminole. Really? I'm assuming she never knew the gentle touch of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Perhaps she shook his hand. Uh. Sort of thing I probably shouldn't even <laughs> I'm guessing speculate somebody... about out loud. <laughs> Hanson's got the picture for you there. Oh. Burt Reynolds walking down the street in Tallahassee. That's what it was oh, like for him. My. <laughs> oh, my. Bunch uh, of 21-year-old gals who couldn't be more excited. I realize for our, our younger audience and staff that they, they may have no Burt Reynolds memory, but he was one cool dude. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Yeah, well, I wasn't alive in 1774, but I know who George Washington is. That's All right. Excellent example. All right. Um, there is a, uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, who presses buttons, flips toggles, and pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. You know, I always tweet about celebrities, and I'm just wondering whether I should read you the, read yes. the tweets. Go ahead. Feel free. All right. I said Burt Reynolds has died. I feel bad about this. I said Jackie Gleason couldn't catch the bandit, but God sure did. Oh, wow, wow. Too soon. You know who would have thought that was funny? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I know. I said he was 82, the same speed he drove in residential areas. Uh, <laughs> wow. You'll have to stop wow. me talking about Burt Reynolds because I could do it for a long time. Yeah, and I realize not everybody wants to hear my all my Burt Reynolds smack. But, um... Uh, one of the things about Burt Reynolds that, that 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 I was reading various reviews and of his life and everything like that, and this is something that I that I think I as a kid I thought was so cool. He looked like he was having a great time yep. all the time, mm. and and I loved him when he'd go on Johnny Carson as a kid. I would loved it as he guest to Johnny Carson because he was hilarious and he was just he just oozed cool. Nobody was ever more comfortable being them right. than Burt Reynolds. Comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, Great definition just, of cool. He yeah. was just having a joke on the world. How cool my life is. And Smokey yeah. and the and he, Bandit and Cannonball Run, both guilty pleasures of mine. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm more of a deliverance uh, gator. Some of those earlier yeah, movies are a little, a little edgier, less humor, but... Um, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I, I think you will find that uh, Burt Reynolds' reach uh, spans far more generations than you may think, but uh, really? a lot of the younger ones will mainly know him from things like Boogie Nights, where he was playing a, a very different type of character than the one described in uh, in the films you guys were discussing. And brilliantly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. That, he actually got nominated for, for whatever that's worth for, for those performances. But what I bring to you today is a man who is eating a sandwich. And he is accosted while eating the sandwich by a seagull. The seagull is wanting some of this delicious food. 
The man, in an attempt to shoo away said bird, you know, using his foot and various limbs, uh, you know, quote unquote, kicks and various limbs, kicks the seagull. Well, now he has to pay a hundred and twenty-four dollar fine. I don't know why the seagull was coming after his stuff. I can defend my sandwich from man or beast. Gull kicker. Sean, I have a story about birds and their rights that I could tell you. It happened to someone else, not to me. Birds are horrendously maybe, mean creatures. Maybe they, I'll tell that story later, but I almost, this person, not me. Right, legend has it. This person almost got fined $27,000 for the way he uh, treated birds. Mm-hmm. Again, it was not me, it's someone else. Oh my. If birds uh, were yeah. the same size as people, we would not be on this planet. <laughs> True. I think you're probably right. <laughs> um, there is Marshall Phillips. You hear giggling in the background. Probably met Burt Reynolds. How are you this morning, Marshall? I, probably dated his sister. A, That's right. A, 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 I actually, Debbie Reynolds. I actually did meet Burt Reynolds. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, back in, God, shoo, maybe the very late 80s, no, very late 70s, early 80s. Late 70s, early 80s was a pretty big time for Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and I met him in a club, and he was having, how shall I say it, a great time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we actually it seemed were, to be his lifestyle. We were both having a great time, and <laughs> he was very, very friendly. I think we were both uh, fueled by the grape at the time, but uh, he was with some of the most beautiful women, beautiful and intelligent, I'm sure, women I have ever seen. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he... he he struck me as a real fun fun guy. Yeah, and it seems like a guy who probably spent a great deal of his life having a drink with really hot women. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just like he spent like a twenty five year period of his life just doing yeah. that and making gazillions of dollars. Yeah, he was in a booth and there were three ladies with him and uh he was really, really friendly and outgoing. So I was, I, was he mustachioed at the time? Yes he was. <laughs> oh yes he was. Fantastic. <laughs> One of the most famous mustaches. Certainly. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is actually Friday, September the 7th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, much as that fabulous raft trip began in deliverance, precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Bandit, me and my son are here. Oh, I love your suits. It must be a bitch getting a size 68 extra fat. (laughs) (laughs) So I read this yesterday, and I don't know how this could possibly be true, and I never heard it before. Or some movie critic that there was no script for Smokey and the Bandit. They uh, the director was a guy who'd never. It was a stuntman who'd never directed a movie before, and Burt Reynolds and and uh, and Jackie Gleason and Jerry Reed, who's hilarious. Um, they decided to just, they had the outline of the story, and then they just ad-libbed it. They just winged it. Did wow. Lots of takes. It I have does, no idea. That. It does sound like that. Huh. It, the movie sounds that way. It sounds like just <laughs> endless guys riffing. That's wow. the whole movie is just guys riffing, but huh. I didn't know that. Anyway. Similar to the Judd Apatow method uh, used today. But uh, for, for the younger listeners, if you don't know, the plot of Smoking the Bandit was about smuggling Coors Light to a different state. <laughs> right. Yeah. In the land of the free. What a yeah. dangerous crime that was. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? All right. We've got more op-ed outrage. Final day of the Kavanaugh hearings after questions were raised about one Democratic senator's seemingly bold move yesterday and more trouble for InfoWars Alex Jones coming up minutes from now.
If I had one promise I made myself when I was a young man after watching Smoking the Bandit, it was I would own a black Trans Am when I grew up. And I still have never done that. Yeah, it's not too late. If I have one thing on my bucket list, it's I need to have a Trans Am, like a 78 Trans Am. Maybe today's the day. Could be. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. But first, we'll have to go to Clips of the Week. Awesome. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are we going to do what they say? Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. And it's short time to get there. I'm eastbound just quattro bandit The Armstrong and Getty Show. Endless Burt Reynolds texts coming in. Best underrated Burt Reynolds movie, The End. Probably most people don't oh. remember that. I saw it in the theater with my dad. Yeah. Um, uh, he, Charming film. Hadn't thought of that for years. He's He tries to commit suicide with the help of Dom DeLuise as a homicidal maniac. Uh, who who could be better? Assistant <laughs> to myself or... Another text about Sharky's Machine, another movie most people probably don't remember, but Reynolds actually directed that one. That was a cool movie. I read the book and then saw the movie. Anyway. Anyway. Well, we have so much to get to today. Very, very busy day. Uh, more mailbag than we do. We'll have to have super bonus mailbag later because there's so much good stuff. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Some lives are so vivid, it's difficult to imagine them ended. He made us better presidents, just as he made this country better. On the nomination of Mr. Judge Chairman Britt to serve as Associate Justice, Mr. Chairman, I'd like Supreme to be recognized for a United question States. before we proceed. I would, uh, I would respond. I would. And so what we mostly do around this body is not pass laws. What we mostly do is decide to give permission to the secretary or the administrator of bureaucracy X, Y, or Z to make law-like regulation. That's sassy. You also apparently like to, like to uh, eat pasta with ketchup. It really was the lodestar. And that's going to continue to be a lodestar. 55, 70, 70. Hit four and a half, four seventy-five, five hundred five, five and a quarter, five and a half. I yield back. So, as always with clips of the week, and I can't believe this happens every week. The early clips, I think that was this week. <laughs> the McCain funeral, that right. that whole thing was this week. Sure, God, that seems like a month ago. News cycle-wise. They said some controversial stuff about Trump there. Did you hear about that? Jeez, that seems so... Well, you know, it's one of the problems with making a big deal out of any of this stuff. It becomes so inconsequential so fast right. when the next thing happens. Oh, my God. The beast must adapt. It needs to adapt to its its environment. And then our environment is changing. Just constant input and constant screeching that this is the most important thing ever. Because then the Woodward book talk and the Supreme Court stuff, and then of course the op-ed piece. So, and I will reveal who wrote it before the bell chimes seven. <laughs> That's a very dramatic way Thank of you. saying seven. That's what o'clock. I was going for. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm counting on positive Sean to come up with that clip I was talking about, okay. but we'll talk about it off the air. Uh, mailbag. 
Was it Burt Reynolds and then the government had him killed? Oh, you gave it away. <laughs> the clock hasn't even chimed uh, 630 yet. The deep state killed Burt Reynolds? Yeah, right. Uh, here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day, um, in a way. We'll get to that a little later. This is from A Crime a Day, which is a Twitter account which posits that our uh, our government has become so enormous, there are so many laws and regulations, every single one of us commits a crime a day, whether we know it or not. And they tweet out examples. Uh, let's see, Chapter 47, U.S. Code 502, as far as paragraph F, make it a federal crime to knowingly and willfully transmit audio by CB radio in order to amuse or entertain. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Bandit. Yeah, so there's a Burt Reynolds honoring. Stupid, stupid law that's still on the books. On the theme of the, the program and what talk radio listeners want these days, uh, Noel in San Leandro, California, I uh, just want to say I'm so happy I tuned into your radio show one day. Now I so look forward to listening to you both. You are indeed the voice of reason. Yeah, sometimes. I can't believe that I can actually listen to opinions on the radio that are well-presented, well-informed, well-balanced, and intelligent. My God, woman, you're making my face go pink. Uh, you guys are funny. Um, oh, and then she asks a question um, about the knife media. I want to get to that later because we got a lot of questions and, and emails and stuff about them and what they do and how they did it. And, and we weren't talking about it while we were doing it with them, but yeah, I'll get to that. It involves a sex cult. Hmm. I was telling my wife about the, um, my wife doesn't follow the news. And, uh, so we change jobs. She misses, <laughs> she misses really big stories and <clears throat> it doesn't matter really. She was completely unaware of the, uh, oh, it's cause Alex Jones came up with, I showed her the Marco Rubio, Rubio video and she didn't know anything about the whole Hillary Clinton sex ring out of a pizza place story oh, and boy. couldn't believe it was actually true. I said, no. There are lots of people to believe it. We get emails from them. Yeah. Yeah. A guy went there with a gun and shot the place up because he believed it. Yeah. Wow. Gee, many. Anyway, uh, here's a nice note from Jason. Uh, mentioned this late in the show, but I'm going to memorize this phrase about, uh, you know, the nature of our show. Haters going to hate. Potatoes going to potate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I uh, love you guys. Wish you were on all day. Start the negotiations for the award-winning fifth and sixth hours. Oh, Lord. Boy, that six hour would just be us cussing and crying, right? We'd be tired and kind of out of out of energy. Long silences. One of us cussing, the other one crying. Please don't change! What? <laughs> You'd what? never tune out, would you? No, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It would be it would be unvarnished. No varnish. Let's see. Here's loyal listener Crystal um, in, in, in Willamette uh, Wine Country, in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. One of my favorite places in the world. Yeah, it's very pretty there. Uh, dear High Road and Simple Jack, I'm not an easily frightened woman, but the evil talk about a focus group sent, sent shivers up my spine. Been listening for nigh on 15 years, uh, and you guys made me laugh, think, made me angry, made me laugh again practically every day for that whole time. Uh, go with your gut. It's so much smarter than the folks who want to tell you they know better. Yeah, well, I would agree. And even if we tried to do something different, we'd end up us again in like an hour. Yeah, uh, but my my gut is failing me on this one. I just, I honestly don't know what people want. It's such a weird time. Yeah. Can you yeah. do adjust well, your gut biome? Eat some like kimchi, some uh, fermented things are very good for that. That's some fine advice right there from the young man. I mean, I did a little focus group with a couple of uh, big time Trump supporters when I was at my mom and dad's house and my brother was there. The Trump voters, they'd vote for him again today. Um, 
And then when Trump set out that sent out that text about or tweet about LeBron James, they're both like, oh, they rolled their eyes like, why do you do that? As, yeah. as as big a Trump supporters as you could get. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Call them as you see them. That's what I say. P.S. Joe, get a bottle of Pinot with your name on it next time you're in Oregon. Oh, yeah. I'll swing on by. Where where do you live, baby? Joe's Pinot. Where where you live at, baby? Hey, moving along. Oh, Michael, I forgot to warn you. If you could please get me the traditional music for the the beautiful, the ancient, the exquisite Japanese art of the haiku. Oh, good Lord. Tim. Tim's haiku will be uh, leading us into our discussion of the infamous memo and who wrote it. <clears throat> Times Peace Trump Smokescreen. News now owned by the chaos. Kavanaugh confirmed. What is that? Some sort of Japanese guitar? I've heard some people claim that this was an attempt to uh, distract us all so Kavanaugh could be... He yes. was going to be confirmed anyway. Yes, that's true. Good theory, everybody. No, please, he's a one-foot putt. He's easy. Uh, thanks for the note, Tim. That's funny. How much time do we have, Michael? Not much. Oh, no. We all only oh. have this moment, Joe. Wow. Thank you for that. Go eat some kimchi. <laughs> Let's see. That's too long. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, this is nice and short. We're talking about you know how uh, college campuses, young people, blah, blah, ideological rigidity. And Ron says, on the theme of listening to things you did not agree with, doing that turned me from a communist to a libertarian. Now that's a transition. What? what? Yes. Wow, we got one. <laughs> okay, Marshall's news next, and we will get into it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. My endless Burt Reynolds story. So Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood got fired on the same day from whichever production company it was. Burt Reynolds oh. was a young man on Gunsmoke and uh, Clint Burt was on uh, one was a wagon train the other Gunsmoke whatever it was yeah. whichever they got fired but Reynolds got fired for uh, because they said he couldn't act and Clint Eastwood got fired because his neck was too skinny had a pencil neck and so they got fired and they walked out together and Burt Reynolds said I'm going to take acting lessons I don't know what you're going to do <laughs> which is funny beautiful beautiful uh, speaking of funny the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, the whole giving the white supremacist sign. It's one of the great trollings of recent history. I'll explain how it unfolded oh, to cool. you. It's hilarious. I, I love that story. It, 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 making anti-Kavanaugh lefties leap at the bait like starving bass. Just hilarious. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump slamming reports that he has been running around ranting and raving in his White House quarters after this week's explosive New York Times op-ed, calling those reports fake news. But... He did go after the Times at a rally in Billings, Montana last night. The latest act of resistance is the op-ed published in the failing New York Times by an anomalous, really an anomalous, gutless coward. You just look. He was, uh, nobody knows who the hell he is or she, although they put he, but probably a little disguise. That means it's she. But for the sake of our national security, the New York Times should publish his name at once. I think their reporters should go and investigate who it is. That would actually be a good school. 
You know, he, he and, and uh, Trump said at one point, um, even even some of my enemies are saying this was right. gutless, and he's right about that. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of people on the in the MSNBC crowd that's saying that that's weak. If if you if you if you believe this, if you think it's such a threat, come out and say it out loud. Yep. Put your name on the line. Give it some give it some heft. Well, that would be good, but instead, Jack, I will put that name on the line as I've figured out who it is. Okay. And with a high level of confidence. Yes. You're going to tell us before the bell strikes seven. That's right, yes. before the bell tolls seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all day yesterday, Trump's top lieutenants were streaming forward to declare they did not write it, and whoever wrote it should come forward. So we will see, and you will have the update before the uh, clock strikes seven, correct? Oh, indeed, yes. All right, we got a quick... The definitive word. We got a quick note for you. That I stole from somebody else. (laughs) Okay. Quick note for you. New federal jobs report the economy adding uh, 20,000 jobs in August. That was better than expected. Unemployment unchanged 3.9%. All right, moving into the... I think it was 200,000 jobs, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. You just just put 180,000 people out of work. Oh, jeez. Or you just announced the worst month we've had in <laughs> years. Ah, who has time to figure out how many zeros it is? It might have been two million. I don't know. Moving along. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is dead. <laughs> Meanwhile, the confirmation hearing for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is continuing today. Drama unfolding at the start of day three yesterday as New Jersey Senator Cory Booker pledged to release confidential material despite breaking Senate rules to do so. I'm going to release the email about racial profiling, and I understand that that, the penalty comes with potential ousting from the Senate. However, it turns out the documents Booker made public were cleared for release the night before Thursday's hearing, sparking confusion and questions on Capitol Hill. Well, and according to Jonah Goldberg, who is a very reasonable fellow, he says he has some very good information that Cory Booker knew that at the time. That it was all a giant grandstand. Yes. And he was making a, I am willing to be thrown out of the very Senate I cherish. I am prepared to lose anything to release these important documents for America. Since I found out last night, they're about to be released anyway. So my comment of, of uh, was he doing it wearing Nikes is pretty apt in that it's similar to Nike's great risk and Colin Kaepernick's great risk and that everybody ends up richer or more powerful. Sure. Either. Yeah, and, and it was a frantic and desperate attempt to claw ahead of Kamala Harris in the young, non-white, lefty firebrand category. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, that's politics. Well, it turns out, by the way, Colin Kaepernick watched his new Nike ads premiere during the NFL season opener at the Nike headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. His Just Do It ad airing during the third quarter. There were no overt demonstrations by players during the national anthem. Nobody took a knee. Well, that had to be disappointing to him, didn't it? So he actually watched, he watched the ad from the Nike headquarters? Yep, yep. Wow. Apparently, he uh, did a little speech of fine beforehand uh, to, you know, rally the troops. And, of course, the tagline for his new commercial. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And there you go. That's a wrap. Right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, I won't get into the details, but I was talking to a couple of Green Berets last night who spent many years of their life in Afghanistan. Shout out, fellas, by the way. Great to meet you. Doing the stuff that Green Berets in Afghanistan have been doing for the last 15 years. 
and uh, some of their stories, and uh, there are many friends that aren't here anymore, and all this sort of stuff, and any celebrities or sports stars talking about their sacrifices because they might be slight, their career might take a slight hit, even though their sacrifice usually is in such a way that it's going to make their career better, it's just pretty hard to hear. And you hear about people who actually lay it all on the line for things they believe. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's, uh, yeah, that's something. Anyway, that's enough of that. Well, we're a decadent society. We don't admire what we should admire, in my opinion. Yeah. We worship that which does not deserve worship and ignore that which does. But, you know, that's not everybody. That is the, you know, similarities at the end of the Roman Empire. British Empire, that sort of thing. They're they're there, no doubt. A lot anyway, of toga wearing sandals. Absolutely, Look at all the sandals. <laughs> yeah, Roman and, Empire. And then you know, and then the 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 tea and the spotted dick. The British Empire. We're just we're doing we're going that direction. <laughs> mm, figgy pudding, a delicious dessert. So you're going to reveal who wrote the op-ed because you know I do. Okay, I, I, a little bird whispered in my ear. Awesome, I want to hear that myself. That's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The So I'm looking at these clips we've got of uh, Trump at one of his rallies yesterday, which I actually missed. I don't usually miss a Trump rally, but I missed this one. And uh, I want to hear some of this stuff. He was, as usual, um, feeling himself in front of a big crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always entertaining. So, hey, Sean, that clip I asked you for, how long is that? Did it turn out to be? Uh, About 45 seconds. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so listen, who wrote the anonymous editorial that says uh, there are brave, brave patriots hidden within the administration, keeping the crazy, stupid Trump in line? And there are adults in the room. Right, exactly. Which I think most of us knew anyway, but, um, you know, well, and let's not get off on that tangent. Because the president can be a tad mercurial. And Um, we're undermining some of the things he ran on and got elected on. And I've heard a lot of, yeah, that part is inexcusable and pathetic and self-serving, but... A lot of people theorizing who wrote this uh, unprecedented, uh, anonymous, or amaminous, as the president prefers to call it, uh, editorial in the New York Times. Uh, this is the most compelling argument I have heard. It makes perfect sense. He's a lefty, but he's a great political reporter. This is uh, John Heileman on uh, Morning Jose. I, I will give credit where credit due here. Charlie Pierce on Esquire.com uh, yesterday suggested that his wife, Charlie's wife, apparently, he wrote this, suggested that it was Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. And I had not even contemplated that. I was more in the Dan Coates mode at, right. the, at the outset of this. But the more you think about it, the more the, the Kellyanne really, Conway I'll tell you thing why I think it's her. makes some sense. She's very cagey. She's the kind of person who would find out that Mike Pence used the word Lodestar a lot and put Lodestar in to try to pin it on Mike Pence. She also... If you think about the double act she's doing with her husband right now, trying to right. set herself up to be the Carvel and Madeline of the future, this is a good hedge against Trump failing, because she would be the kind of person who would want to come out after Trump failed and say, you know what, I was working on the inside for the Well, you know, we have... That's interesting. There you have it. And, and he, he mentioned that the Charlie, what's his name, from Esquire, um, in explaining it to Heileman, had said it was his wife who brought it to his attention. She said 
There are absolutely things here a woman would write in the way a woman would write them. Hmm. And I don't, you know, I've never even thought in those terms really. No, but, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't pick up on that. I, I didn't but even notice the, the hearts as the dots on the eyes until <laughs> she pointed it out. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but but if, a, if a really smart gal says, wait a minute, I can tell this was written by a woman. Um, I, I would tend to trust that intuition. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah, because her husband, we've talked about this. Her husband, whose name I don't recall, is a uh, super lefty activist. Leanne Conway's husband is Tim Conway. <laughs> no. But anyway, so they, yeah, the Madeline uh, Carville thing. Clearly, what what is that a reference of? I don't. I'm not familiar uh, with that. Mary, uh, James Carville was one of the the architects of Bill Clinton's victories. Okay, I know him. Um, uh, yeah, his wife Mary Madeline is a, a brilliant Republican strategist, and they go on sh- and they go on shows together and have for well, geez, for 25 years now. Ah, okay, um, and they've been married for a very long time. Okay, and they and they and you know, which actually just shows you how swampy in a game the whole thing is to me, because they will both they will argue bitterly. But obviously they're married and they hang out and they seem to like each other, which just makes me think the arguments are paper thin for most of these people. Right. The real argument is we're employed in making lots of money. Well, for the umpteenth time, read This Town by Mark Leibovich, in which it becomes infinitely clear that these heavyweight activists and uh, strategists and movers and shakers are laughing at you as they pretend to be patriots fighting for their principles and they just all get rich as you you not our audience our audience is a breed apart but the rest of you are constantly at each other's throats over r versus d r versus d and we're all getting screwed yeah and well so i would i would certainly not that would, there are no differences between the parties but you know what i mean i would certainly then stand by my criticism my original Criticism is that whoever wrote it is uh, ballless, but uh, that wouldn't uh, really apply to. Yeah, it's really it. Um, because I think she's placed. I'm pretty sure she technically is. Yeah. Um, but it's same thing that it's cowardly. This this whole okay, you're going to work it as hard as you can, as partisan you can, as long as you have a cool job and make lots of money, and then you're you're already angling for when it ends because you you think it's abhorrent or claim to. Um, and then you're going to come out on top and still make lots of money and be a power player in D.C. after he's gone. I mean, that is as cynical as you can get. I mean, that is the definition of cynical. That's not I'm a patriot keeping the, you know, keeping things under control. Right. That's I'm so cynical about this whole system. I'm just going to play it to whatever works for me. Right. And and you know what? Now, now I'm interested in it again. Not because and it's funny. We got an email bitching about. Us paying attention to the Kavanaugh hearings because, you know, everybody knows he's going to get, you know, confirmed. No, no, no. It's it's watching the process unfold, laughing at it, smelling the horrible stink that emanates from it, watching the way politicians behave, watching the way power is actually exercised in D.C. and the way it's not exercised for you. That's worth watching. It's not all outcomes, my friend. Even if it was Kellyanne Conway, why now? I mean, she's been... Well, uh, and uh, I was leading up to a thought, which is now I'm really interested in parsing this thing because I think it absolutely stinks of what you were just saying and what we were both ranting about. So now I want to go through it, assuming it's Kellyanne Conway, because, for instance, there's a prominent mention, and this was one of the more head-scratchingly, wait a minute, that's not persuasive arguments that... And uh, we're uh, opposing the president's uh, trade policy, which is uh, not real good. Well, listen, any reasonable commentator says, 
Yeah, this whole uh, threatening trade war thing, it's a risky proposition, but he's obviously trying to restructure the post-World War II uh, trade relationships we have into a 21st century form. Might work, might not. But there's no honest commentator who thinks, you know, he's lost his mind, I don't think. It's no. just a strategy. Plus, he's been talking about it for 30 years. Right, exactly. So the fact that, oh, yeah, we're trying to oppose his, his very, very terrible trade policies seems to me a, a reach out to the multi-zillion dollar corporations that just want the status quo and will be hiring somebody post-White House. Oh, right. And so, yeah, being really, really friendly to Wall Street. So, yeah, she and her, her husband, the would-be bipartisan rock star couple of the future. I saw an article in... I would explain that. I remember where it was. I think the Wall Street Journal had an article uh, talking to a variety of uh, newspaper editors from around the country, uh, academics who, you know, who teach journalism classes, stuff like that. And not, doesn't everybody agree that the New York Times made the right decision in publishing this anonymously? There's a lot of people, and I don't know if they did either, but there's a lot of heavyweights that were in this article uh, working for other big newspapers that say, I would have told the person, I'll publish it, but you got to put your name on it. Um to give it, you know, full credibility. Right. Because look, look what it's done. It's made the story all about who is it as opposed to the content. Right. For the most part. Which, you know, the, the initial reaction was this will drive Trump to new heights of paranoia and erratic behavior. Um, I'm not sure it will. Um, so, to avoid but you're it, right. It's, it's like the substance of the thing uh, it was a flash in the pan, and now we're all onto the gossip. Yeah, to avoid it just being self-serving by the author yeah. um, to protect themselves for the future, you make them put their name on it. Right. Okay, you want to r- actually risk something and stick your neck out? Go ahead, put your name on it. We'll print it. Yeah. The other argument Speaking was... Colin Kaepernick, that risking the, things. The other argument is that if the New York Times hadn't printed it, there's an assumption that the, 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 the anonymous person went to the New York Times first. That the WAPO or somebody else would have printed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they would have. They're 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 criticizing the New York Times, but Bitterly. maybe. But maybe they, if they'd have gotten first shot, they would have printed it the same way. I have no idea. Yeah, who made the joke? You know, I think it was Greg Gutfeld yesterday. Uh, he said the New York Times printed that because the person came to them and asked them to, and he said, "Wow, is that the way it works?" I just called the New York Times and say, I have 2,000 words on why Hillary Clinton, blah blah blah. So uh, print that up tomorrow, would you please? Well, nah, they'll print it for you if it, it serves their agenda. But just one quick distinction again. The Beltway is just a buzz with who it was in that Beltway gossip. Who's rising? Who's falling? Who's hot? Who's not? Who's the, the great get at the parties thing that the Beltway has so self-obsessively? But that's not the way we're approaching it. Maybe this is asking too much of you, but... We're more interested in the way, like I said before, power is exercised in D.C. and how disgusting it is. I don't care because I care. I care because I'm a citizen. You know what I mean? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'm going to be sprinkling in Burt Reynolds' memories throughout the morning because I'm a big fan and he died yesterday. I, I tried to grow a mustache overnight, but I didn't have much success. Mm. I tried really hard to, mm, try to get a Burt Reynolds-style big, thick mustache to come out. I'm not one to criticize another man's efforts, but uh, no, I would say no. Mm. You look like a 16-year-old Swede <laughs> trying to grow a mustache. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, More on the way. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and the Getty Show. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.